Would you like to learn more about faith? You've come to the right person. No, not me. Abraham. I'm Malcolm Cox, and this is a daily devotional podcast called Adventures in Faith with Abraham. Abraham, who went, according to Hebrews 11.8, even though he did not know where he was going. Join me as we step out on a faith adventure with Abraham. Today we start chapter 17, the first eight verses, and we find Abraham at 99 years old. God appears to him, but God Almighty tells him to walk with me and be blameless, and he's going to establish his covenant and multiply him exceedingly. Abraham falls on his face. God speaks to him and says, my covenant is with you. You'll be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer will you be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. I made you the father of a multitude of nations. He talks about the fact that nations will come out of him. Kings will come forth from you, he says. I'll establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. An everlasting covenant. God to you. God, God to your descendants after you. I'll give you to your descendants the land uh, of your travelings, all the land of Canaan, an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. What are we seeing here? It's a watershed event. Chapters 12 to 16 all point towards this moment. In the preceding chapters, we've talked about, we heard God talk about the land being given to Abraham. Now, it wasn't as now, it's not just the land, but this land, and then all the land you can see, and then the land from the river of Egypt to the great river, Euphrates, and now I shall give you the whole land of Canaan as a permanent holding. And he was told before he would be a nation. Now, then it's a great nation. And then as numerous as the dust of the earth, uh, like the stars, too many to count. Now a multitude of nations and kings will be descended from you. Small wonder Abraham falls flat on his face. As the word biblical commentary says about this, from this point in Genesis, divine speeches become rarer and little new content is added to the promises. But the fulfillment of these promises becomes more visible. It's a watershed moment. In some ways, God in this passage is acting rather like a parent. He's setting out the future of his son. Indeed, he's naming him. The meaning morphs from Abraham, meaning the father is exalted, to Abraham, the father of a multitude. Now, why Abraham is chosen for this is hard to say. But the same question arises for you and me. Why did God choose to reveal himself to you and not your sister, your uncle, your school friend, your workmate? We may never know in this life, but that's not meant to stop us rejoicing. First Peter 1, Peter writing to God's elect scattered through all kinds of places who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ, sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. You and I have been chosen by grace and appointed for obedience. For what purpose? So the world will know. God's purposes for Abraham were never that his relationship with Abraham should be exclusive. Rather, it was intended to be as inclusive as possible. Rejoice that you are chosen and rejoice that you are free to invite others to be chosen. Our prayer point for today. Ask God to help you rejoice at being chosen and to rejoice at the opportunity to invite others to be chosen. If you have any questions or feedback, please drop me a line malcolm at malcolmcox.org romans 4 verse 16 he is the father of us all let's allow abraham to be the father of faith to you and me 
Many thanks for listening today. See you tomorrow as we continue our adventure of faith with Abraham. Take care and God bless.